After two grueling weeks of training camp and six preseason games, the Boston Bruins roster for 2023-24, the centennial season, is pretty much set, minus one addition to come. We're going to talk about who made it, who did not, and what the expectations are for this season coming up on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. It is the beginning of a brand new NHL season. Puck drops tonight. The Bruins begin tomorrow night against the Chicago Blackhawks. The fourth season in the history of Locked On Boston Bruins. For those of you who may be new, I am a lifelong Bruins fan. I've been covering this team for various outlets for 19 years, 18 years, 19 years. Unbelievable. And been hosting this podcast since the beginning four years ago uh, I'm a former hockey news editor for the score written for SB Nation and so happy to be back for another season here on Locked On Boston Bruins talking about this team every single day it's something I do in my spare time anyways the Bruins are always on my head <laughs> for better or worse and uh, it's such a joy to be able to talk about this team with you each and every day and to continue to build this community. If you want to follow along on social media, you can do so at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. And we do know who will be in the opening night lineup tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks taking on Connor Bedard. Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, and others. We're going to preview that game, of course, on tomorrow's episode. But for now, who is on the team? A couple of surprises. A couple of guys who we didn't necessarily think would be on the team a couple of weeks ago. And the Bruins taking a younger approach in some ways this year by including Matt Poitra and John Beecher as their third and fourth line centers respectively, uh, beating out the likes of Patrick Brown and Morgan Geeky, who seem to have the jump on the third-line center role. He will shift to the wing for the time being with Matt Potra around. Now, that's not to say he'll be with the team for the entire season. He's still very young. Has yet to make his NHL debut in the regular season. Even Don Sweeney yesterday said, you know, they tried to temper expectations internally and externally. 
in terms of what they expect from a younger player like Potter. You get excited about things you're throwing at them and challenges they talked about internally. The coaches discussed it, and then they meet those expectations. They push, they take those challenges head on, and, you know, let's say, for example, when Potra played the second of a back-to-back against a pretty heavy Rangers team in a road environment and see how they're going to handle it. He stepped up, he played so well in the preseason, and he earned a roster spot. Doesn't matter what his age is, doesn't matter his size at the moment, he played well enough to warrant inclusion on the opening night roster, and the same with Johnny Beecher. There's going to be continuing evaluation for both players, Don Sweeney said, but lo and behold, two of these guys on the roster, they're hopeful that they'll continue to progress, and Everybody's going to have to come in, support young players, see how far they can take it. But for the time being, they're on the team. And Sweeney said, you know, everyone would like to sit here and tell you they expected Potra to step up. You don't know the timeline. The scouts did a good job canvassing and bringing players to the table that you're trying to project who could succeed, who could fit in with the team, the culture. 17, 18 years old, it's difficult to know beyond those top players like a Connor Bedard. Um, it comes down to the individual. And he said, Matthew has stepped forward every challenge thus far. We'll see if it continues. They're hopeful it does. And it's a credit to him as Bessie jumps up on the podcast here. Say hi, Bess. Big Matt Potra Fran over here. So, Patra, Beecher, in the lineup. We love to see it. They are joined by, of course, usual suspects, David Posternock, Brad Marchand, Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky, Milan Lucic, James Van Riemsdyk, and Jacob Lauko up front. On defense, you'll have Charlie McAvoy, Havis Lindholm, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick, Derek Forbort, Kevin Shattenkirk, and Ian Mitchell as your seventh defenseman in net. Of course, Linus Allmark, Jeremy Swayman. That at the moment is a 21-player roster. The Bruins currently have 1.32 million in available cap space, and the belief is they will indeed use that to sign. Anton Heinen, who was on a PTO. Sweeney said yesterday that um, they're still weighing their options as it relates to potentially signing Heinen. Uh, been here on a PTO. He's made the decision difficult. They're going to uh, take it right down to the wire when they make their final roster decisions. The belief was that, and we'll talk about this here uh, in the next segment, but the belief was that Don Sweeney was looking to make a trade on Monday to clear some, not only cap space, but also a roster spot for defenseman Mason Lorai. Didn't happen. And Heinen yet to be signed as well. 
because every day counts towards the cap. So I guess if you wait until the very last moment, you just save that extra little bit of cap space uh, along the way. So the expectation is that Danton Heinen will be signed at some point here today and could possibly uh, maybe not be in the lineup tomorrow night, but will serve as the extra forward for sure. The lines at the moment look like um, Coyle with Marshawn DeBrusque, Zaka with Pasternak Van Riemsdyk, Patra with Geeky, Frederick, Beecher with Lucic and Lauko. And uh, I'm pretty excited to see those players in action. Now, here in a moment, we're going to talk about who didn't make the team and a player that the Bruins actually lost on the waiver wire. And uh, we'll discuss that here coming up after a quick word about our sponsor today, our friends over at Game Time. Back in the summer, my wife and I used the Game Time app to secure tickets to see Ben Harper and City and Color in Toronto. And it was a fantastic experience because we could see the view from our seats before we bought them. We knew exactly what to expect when we arrived. It had all-in prices, which showed our total up front. We knew we were getting a great deal without hidden fees. And I bought the tickets in second with two taps. They were delivered right to my Google wallet. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour before it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats on sports, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but all you have to do again is create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today for last-minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app. And on YouTube, everyday listeners can expect a full preview of tomorrow night's game against the Chicago Blackhawks on Wednesday's podcast, as well as all the latest on the black and gold, including perhaps a Danton Heinen contract to discuss. Now, the Bruins did, of course, have to put some players on waivers for the purpose of assignment to the Providence Bruins. Among them were uh, Jesper Bokvist, Oscar Steen, and Jakobs Borl earlier on this week. Patrick Brown, AJ Greer were placed on waivers on Sunday. And as it happens, AJ Greer was scooped by the Calgary Flames. So a very short tenure for Greer in Boston, just one year. He looked fantastic in black and gold. Um, full-time member of the team last season appeared in 61 games, 12 points, 114 penalty minutes. And, um, he took to Instagram to say how appreciative he was of his time in Boston, how much last season will hold a place in his heart and, uh, the relationships that he developed. You know, it's, I, I even saw his, uh, his partner, sharing an Instagram post saying this wasn't on our bingo card. It's not easy. The eve of a new season, go through training camp. You went through all summer expecting to make 
the team to be a Boston Bruin. All of a sudden, you have to pack up and head over to Calgary. Um, essentially, the Bruins ended up swapping Milan Lucic, AJ Greer. You can debate the merits of such a swap, but the reality is with Lucic in the lineup, with Jacob Lauko in the lineup, even Trent Frederick to a certain extent, Greer's presence became a bit redundant. You can only have so many of those guys in the lineup in today's NHL. And I'm sure the Bruins were hoping to pop them down in Providence, be able to call them up at some point. As it happens, Calgary came in and essentially found their Lucic replacement. Um, Don Sweeney was asked as well about the decision to waive Jesper Bokvist. Sending him to Providence, again, with the view towards adding Danton Heinen. Uh, Sweeney said they liked Jesper and the role he played in New Jersey. Versatility in his game, speed in his game. But Patra, Beecher, both had really strong camps. And even though they've always been committed as an organization not to rush players, when players have an impact they deserve an opportunity and it's not necessarily about you know you come in you have seniority so you are given a spot there were some really hard conversations with veteran players not any easy business in that regard at all Sweeney said in fact it's very uncomfortable because you have to have um difficult conversations when you're talking about bringing a player into the fold and and some unpredictability as it relates to younger players taking advantage of their opportunity. But again, it's earned and Bokvist for the time being rests down in Providence. The other guy who did not make the team who likely should have is of course, Mason Lori, a very, very strong camp for the Boston Bruins and ended up just being a numbers game really on the back end. You have seven defensemen that made the team. Another one in Zborl, who perhaps deserved a better fate. And then Mason Lorai. They didn't want to leave him out. They made his decision. Their decision is very difficult. He's played well, similar to Patra Beecher. And... He logged a lot of minutes. They're continuing to work on his habits without the puck. Um, But everybody can see his talent, his vision, his creativity, his confidence. And it's maybe a bit of a bigger adjustment to the NHL for defensemen than it is against forwards or for forwards. Um, So he's going to go down for the time being to the AHL, log heavy minutes in all situations. And again, the word yesterday was that they were looking to make a move on the blue line, whether they were considering putting Derek Forbort on waivers, whether they were considering a trade that involved Matt Grizzlick. Right now you have, of course, Lindholm, Grizzlick, Forbort. You could very much argue that Lorai and even Zborl 
should be in the lineup over Derek Forbort. Did not look great in the regular season, whether he's dealing with a nagging injury or just a bit long in the tooth and doesn't have the speed, the versatility that some of these other guys bring to the table. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen Laura in the lineup. I guess two out of three isn't bad when you're considering the young guys that made it versus those who didn't, but I am quite certain that we'll see Mason Lorai up in Boston at some point this season, either due to injury, which you don't wish, of course, on anyone, or due to some roster movement where the Bruins realize, well, four-board just ain't it anymore. Let's cut our losses, put them on waivers, or and this isn't my preference. I don't want to see them trade Matt Grizzlick, but that could be a consideration as well, seeing as he is a pending unrestricted free agent. That's something to keep in mind here as the season goes on. Jake DeBrusque can be a UFA next summer. He's looking for a new contract. Milan Lucic, James Van Riemsdyk, only on one-year deals, and who knows? Van Riemsdyk could end up being trade fodder down the line as the Bruins look to recoup some draft picks. Their first this year is a top 10 or bottom 10 protected. They have no second rounder, no third rounder. Grizzlick, Forbort, Shattenkirk on the back end are all um, UFAs as well. So any one of those guys could be flipped for picks near the deadline, especially if the Bruins are on the outside looking in or just because other guys have stepped up like Laura likes Borl. And then of course the biggie is uh, Jeremy Swayman who will be an RFA next summer. And uh, the whole goalie conversation might rear its head once again. All right. So that's a look at the lineup for the time being Patra feature, make it Laura does not. And we're going to discuss expectations for the upcoming season uh, from a fan perspective, but also from on high. And uh, we'll take a look at that after the break. New England Patriots fans may be losing interest in this NFL season, but you can get in on the action right now with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that minimum $5 bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Their app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action this NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Get in on the action today. So what are the expectations for the Boston Bruins during their centennial season? There's going to be a lot of hoopla around this team because of the 100th celebration. Expectations likely tempered because of the departures of Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, and a whole bunch of other players and of course expected regression coming following that record breaking regular season. 
Having said that, the expectation, according to CEO Charlie Jacobs, is that they will deliver a team that can at least make the playoffs. He said, quote, we feel pressure from our fan base virtually every day to try to improve our club. That doesn't change from season to season. The expectation is that we will deliver a team that can at least make the playoffs. And how does the old saying go? It's not necessarily the best team that wins the Stanley Cup. We all know that clearly wasn't the case last year. But it's the team that's playing the best hockey that wins the Stanley Cup. And that was certainly true last year. Jacobs continued the pressure, the expectations. We are the Boston Bruins, an original six team, celebrating our 100th anniversary. Everyone here understands the gravity of the opportunity, the gravity of what we have in front of us for this upcoming season. Meaning, this team will remain competitive. Uh, I do believe they will be a playoff team. I know a lot of people out there, it's trendy to pick teams like the Ottawa Senators, like the Buffalo Sabres, um, to jump up into the playoff mix and to say, Boston, they're done. They do not have uh, Bergeron anymore, no Krejci. They lost Taylor Hall. They lost Nick Foligno. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi didn't resign. Dmitry Orlov didn't resign. This is the beginning of the end for the Boston Bruins. Well, no, I don't think that's the case at all. You still have David Posternock. You still have Charlie McAvoy. You still have Brad Marchand. These guys, um, it's their team, and it's exciting for them. Montgomery, Jim Montgomery said they've learned under great players and leaders and there's other players to support them now, whether it's Lindholm, Carlo on the back end, Coyle, Zaka, DeBrusque, those kind of players. This is their team now. And I think you're going to start to see that excitement come out. Um, You're always trying to find the next ones that can be a part of a leadership group, Sweeney said. It's what keeps you up at night in terms of what's going to continue to sustain the winning environment and mentality that they want to preserve each and every day and the competitiveness that they have players. They're doing a really good job in the next wave have to continue to learn under the previous regime. Zdeno Chara, Patrice Bergeron, Tugarask, David Krejci. Such a unique group of guys that established a very strong culture and Now you have that carried on by Marshawn as kind of the link towards Pasternak, McAvoy, and as they continue to integrate younger players that are capable of being leaders on and off the ice as an extension, that's what it's going to take for the Bruins to continue to have that success. Um, Charlie McAvoy stepped up. He promised Patrice Bergeron he would carry on that mantle of leadership, the culture that was built here. Sure, there's pressure because of the regular season. Jim Montgomery 
you know, he said he felt more confident coming into this season, which makes sense as a first year coach. The onus is going to be on him to learn from mistakes made during the Panthers series to get the most out of the younger players, to lean on his leadership group, and to get the most out of, let's be honest, a bit of a lesser, not a bit of, to get the most out of a lesser group than it was last year. I'm fairly excited about this season. Um, Even just Matt Potra making the team, I'm excited about that. I've been watching him for a while here in Guelph. Love his game. I'm excited that Beecher's on the team. I'm excited to see um, DeBrusque have a career season. McAvoy challenge for the Norris Trophy. Pasternak continue his elite level play. I do believe this will be a playoff team. And like we saw last year, anything can happen once you get in. I talked before about that President's Trophy plus one year where we've seen teams in the recent past flame out in the playoffs after winning the President's Trophy, coming back the next year, and if not winning it all, then going pretty far. The Panthers are an example. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a recent example. The Washington Capitals before then. The Bruins, still well-positioned to be a very good team. It's going to be more of a team effort, especially offensively, but uh, I'm very excited, and we'll do a full preview and predictions on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Special shout out to my dad. It's his 77th birthday today, his Ray Bork year. It's going to be a good one, Dad. Happy birthday. Love you. Thank you for uh, instilling in me this love for the Boston Bruins. And um, yeah. Let's get to it, friends. I'm very excited about this season. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Join me daily on Locked On Boston Bruins. And uh, let's get into it. Let's get into what will be a memorable season, hype-wise, centennial, celebration-wise, but also hopefully one that uh, we can enjoy on the ice as well. Hope you all are doing well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.